What's up, Rioters? Don't call them that, John. What do you mean, Michelle? We are now on the Riot Cast Network, and we need to be more, like, angry and mob-like. Yeah, but it sounds like we're about to burn down a liquor store or something, and I'm just not comfortable with that. Exactly. This is what these Riot people do, Michelle. They, like, build pickets, they hit the streets, and and they're just mad. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do our show, The Video Game Outsiders, right here on the Riot Cast Network, live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, fine. And then also go to riotcast.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast. There's like a button there somewhere. Just push it. We talk about video games. Uh, Sometimes, maybe. But it's mostly just a bunch of crap. And Michelle, there's also another dude on the show. Hey guys, I'm Matt Bradford. Anyway, Video Game Outsiders live on Rycast. Tuesday, 9 p.m. You're listening to Bang Geek with Richie Castellano on the Rycast Network. What's up, Band Geeks? Richie here, and this is episode 53. I guess you would consider this to be season two, right? Right? Or year two? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want us to participate? Oh, you told fuck. us to be quiet. All right, hold on. Let's try this again. No, leave that in. It's okay. It's funny. Hey, Band Geeks, what's up? This is... All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave this all in. Okay, you need fine. To leave this all fine. in. Fine. What's up, Band Geeks? This is Richie. All right, whatever. Hello. This is episode 53. Uh, that's right, we've done 52 episodes, a whole year's worth. It only took us a year and a half to do a year's <laughs> worth of episodes. We like to take things slow, baby. Yeah. Um, and today I have with me Andy Ascalise. Hello. And Jarrett Pressman. Hello. Uh, before we get started, I want to take care of a few things. First of all, I want to thank everybody who came out to our gig at Katie's. That was very cool. We had a blast, and we're going to be talking yeah. about that today. Yeah. Applause, applause. Applause for you. Um, I'd, I'd like to do that. And I would like to also tell you to continue to support Band Geek by using our Amazon link. It's very easy to do. I know a lot of people use Amazon. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, especially a big purchase, before you do so, use our Amazon link. You go to www.riotcast.com slash bandgeek. At the top of the page, you'll see an Amazon banner. Just click on that before you do your shopping, and then when you check out, a very small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting our show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, I'm glad I'm here, because I could now uh, make comments about everything you say. Um, <laughs> it's, two, it's 2015. You don't need to say www anymore. Okay, let's try it again. Go to riotcast.com slash bandgeek, and at the top of the page is an Amazon banner. An Amazon.com banner? Yes. A www.amazon.com banner? HTTP. You know what this is turning into right now? One of those podcasts I listen to, then shut off. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get down to fucking business over here. Uh, Yeah, so we just did season one, I guess, or year one. We don't have to call it that, but I I don't care. You want to call it year one. Year one. Uh, I have no structure for today's show, but I have a ton of things I want to talk about. So the first thing that we should probably talk about is, um, how, what are we going to do today? No, uh, the 
the last time we did like a recap show, uh, me and Muff, we sat down and we played some clips. So maybe if there's something that comes to mind, I can put that in later. You know, let's just not go too crazy because, okay. you know, it's been a while since we did a new episode and I want to get this one out possibly for Sunday and it's Friday now. So, Good. but our Good. listeners Good. don't know which Friday it is. <laughs> exactly. Or That's which what I was Sunday. Uh, also, since you're taking a sip of your drink, um, the Amazon thing, uh, yeah. Rob told me that it doesn't work if you have something in your shopping cart already. Really? So if oh, you, shit. so if you're going to do something through the Amazon link, take it out of your shopping cart and then buy it, put it again. This is, this is sounding too complicated. No wonder it hasn't been working. <laughs> Where's our money? <laughs> oh, so the action of you putting it in the cart is what makes it count. Correct. Okay. And speaking about that, Rob Sprantz from the Riotcast Network and the Hole. Right, and I've I've noticed that you both of you guys have been guests on on that show. Yes, but not you lately. <laughs> oh, it's something to talk about. We got um, a laundry list of things to talk about. We do, we do. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, obviously, is the live podcast. Uh, we should we definitely talk about that first. Uh, and I'll try to go in some sort of chronological order of events that have happened since the last show. So the last show was the live podcast. Um, a lot of fun. Do you guys want to maybe talk about your take on that first before I go into my whole, you know, exaggerated story that I like to do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your Kevin Smith anecdote is that yeah. <laughs> of stories? Uh, I had a blast. I had, I had a really good time meeting everybody that, that came out for the show. Um, I think everybody really enjoyed it, and uh, you know it's 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 nice to uh, it's nice to sing in front of people again. Yeah, and I thought you sang very well. I got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of positive feedback afterwards um, from people at the show and then online. Um, and I think it, as far as gigs go, from gigs in the in in the past, I think it went really smoothly. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I mean. I, I had issues, uh, but I'll you know I'll get to that in a second. Andy, what did you think of the show? Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was good. I I I, I what? People can't <laughs> see you shaking your head, Richie. I uh, no, it was uh, we had an awesome band and all our guests were awesome and it was a lot of fun to play with all those people. I I agree. I and we wouldn't have had an opportunity to play with all those people in the same night if it wasn't for. This show. That's true. I think there was a good. It was a good plan to do it in Long Island, because um, if we were done it here on Staten Island, we wouldn't have gotten any of those people to come out. And it was nice to have uh, John Michelli. It was nice to have Danny, and it was really nice to have uh, Buck and Eric come for out. Sure. Like super nice, and that was awesome. That was a real treat for the for the audience for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a little far, but I mean. Cause it wasn't though. It was Smithtown's like a, what hour and a half, two hours away from here. No, it's actually like way closer. And everybody that I talked to that came to the show left way later than us, so they like missed all the beach traffic. So they were uh, like, "Oh yeah, it took us uh, twenty five minutes to get here," and I'm like it, it took me like two and a half hours. So what happened is I just originally had the idea of putting a Zoom recorder in the back of the room, which I probably should have done. But here's here's the thing. Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to Band Geek are into the tech side of things or curious about the tech side of things and how we do, we do stuff like this. Um, and I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes now of what went into this. 
Um, the first thing to consider about Katie's is it's it's a relatively small venue. It's beautiful, really nice, and the owner Brian is super nice and, and was very accommodating to us. Uh, but the stage, really, we had probably about two or three too many people to fit on that stage. You know, it's, <laughs> all of them were me. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying, like. You know, D- Danny had to stand behind the singer all night, and, right. and we were like stacking up amplifiers and stuff like that. So, it was a good size for the amount of people we drew, but not for the amount of equipment we brought, which is like the story of my life. You know, like why are you bringing a, a amp stack to play for thirty people? Um, so, but that being said, uh, the plan was to just sort of put a GoPro up somewhere, and and a zoom, and a, and then a two-track, you know, left and right stereo Zoom microphone at the back of the room and call it a day. Uh, so what happened is I have this Zoom H6. So if anyone's looking at their computer right now, check it out. It's a Zoom H6. One of the coolest pieces of gear I ever bought. Actually, this I'm going to go a little tangential right now. Here's uh, the reason I bought it. I never had a, I never really wanted a mobile recording device. I got a call to do, this is like years ago, I got a call to do an orchestra recording gig. And uh, it was like a community band in New Jersey. So I have a couple of really nice microphones and I had my, a small audio interface and a laptop computer. And I went out to to where they rehearse, I set up the mics, was listening, everything sounded great until about midway through the uh, session and I started getting these clicks and pops and my computer was just not getting along with Pro Tools for whatever reason or not not getting along with the Did audio you interface. Did that out? No. Is that like a USB bus problem or something I think it was like a that? firewire problem. Or, yeah. So Were you bu- eating Rice Krispies? Yeah. That's what it sounded like for sure. Um, so what happened is I did all this work and then I couldn't charge the guy because when I got home and listened I said I can't charge for this. So that's when I said, you know what, for stuff like this, not that I get tons of orchestral recording sessions, um, but for stuff like this, I really want to have a mobile solution that's easy to use. And around that time, that's when the Zoom H6 came out. The old Zoom was very cool. The H4 is is very popular. It has um, two microphones, like a stereo XY microphone installed right at the front of it, and then has two XLR microphone uh, jacks in the back, so you can record four tracks at once. Uh, you know, the two microphones no. plus the back. No, that's yours. Your the H4. You can only do two at a time. The H4n you can record four at a time. Um, but the the uh, H6 has four XLR inputs plus a removable mic capsule, so you can either use the microphone or you can put like more inputs on different kinds of mics. It's a very cool device. So I had that with me, and I'm, we're driving to Katie's. Actually, you, uh, me and Amber in the car, we're driving to Katie's. And I said, okay, so I guess what I'll do is I'll use a stereo mic, and then I'll just maybe take a few tracks direct into in, from the board. So I'll take the stereo mic of the room, and then maybe I'll take like a vocal f- send, uh, maybe a drum send, and and that's about it. That's all I was thinking. Just to pick up the stuff that yeah, wasn't just being... to put a little presence in the in the yeah. room mix. Um, and then I'm thinking, oh, but you know, it'd be really nice if I could have a bass track, if I could have guitar tracks, if I could have keyboard tracks. So, but Amber's like, but you, you don't, you didn't bring enough equipment for that. So forget it. And as I'm driving up, I call Rob Sprance 
from the, the hole, and I said, Rob, don't you have one of those uh, Zoom H6s? He goes, yeah. I was like, can you bring it tonight? So the idea to multi-track this show literally happened on the ride there. And thanks to Rob bringing his you know, H6 with mine, we were able to have 12 tracks. Um, we did have a few problems. It <laughs> Well, here's the thing I want to point out before I go into the problems. The reason I wanted to do the multi-track is... Um, when you do a gig like this and you're not traveling with your own sound engineer, the sound engineer at, at a house, like the house engineer at a club or something, has no idea what you're about to do. They don't know what your set is. I mean, you can give them a set list, but they don't know who's singing. They don't know who's going to play what solo. They don't know the order of things. Right. So, yes, Brian did a great job mixing in the room, but you know, there's no way he can know uh, who takes the first solo on uh, Buck's Boogie. Or stuff like that. So we're sort of at the mercy of the room mix. And really, I should have been fine with that. But as my friends here know, I'm not fine with that. <laughs> and as the people who listen to Band Geek know, I'm like anal retentive about mixing things. And I and I just have like this problem, like a compulsion to make things sound as good as I can. Like if I if I leave a mix and I walk away from it, and I'm like, ah, I could have like spent another hour on that and it would have been better. I get pissed off at myself. So... But it also would have been a shame because we did have so many cool guests and we were going to be sharing it as a show. Mm-hmm. And, there were, and, it, and because they're also good musicians, like it would have been a shame just to have, like, you would have gotten a, a decent sound from just the room mics, but you would have lost a lot of stuff. Yeah. So that's w- where the idea came. And we had separate tracks for a lot of things. Um, we did have to, like, combine tracks. Like, I had the entire drum set on one track, I had my vocal and Amory's vocal on the same track. I had. Um, Oh, another fun thing is my guitar amp track didn't come out, so I had to do a bunch of technical wizardry to get that to, to show back up. That was a pain in the ass. I could do another podcast on what I had to do to get that to come back. Well, what we did is we made everybody go back to Katie's <laughs> and record it again. Yo, not for nothing, back in the day, uh, or maybe even now, because um, when people do live recordings, what, what I, what I know, hear um, is that once you're done with the gig... And the, the the venue clears out. You go back on stage, and you do your punches right there. Interesting. That's what I. That's the thing I heard. You mean like I, concert movies? Yeah. Oh. Like, I, like you you have to listen to it right there. Like while while everything's still set up. Sure. And you have all the you know the room sound and everything. Say oh you know I sang the wrong word and he, this you know verse two of this song and you go back and you fix it. I don't know if that's still true. I know like there there have been. Uh, you know, uh, live concert recordings where they did that. Did you, did you guys ever see the Kiss Alive behind the music? No. With Eddie Kramer? Possibly, but I don't remember it. You, you got to check that out. I think it was on VH1 Classic or something. Basically, that's not a live recording. <laughs> it's just like made to sound like a live recording, which is brilliant. Sure. Wouldn't you, if you re-recorded stuff, though, after the venue cleared out, wouldn't that change, like, doesn't, don't the people in the room sort of suck up the sound a It little? does, but you still have your amp set up, you still have the mic on the amp in the same place, like, you could get away with a few punches, you know, and stuff like that, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a better starting point than just going to a studio weeks later and trying to match sounds again. Right. So, um, I... The thing I, I wish I could have done better at Katie's is I wish I could have had songs, uh, less time in between songs. Uh, although, 
I left a lot of that in on the actual like audio versions of the of the, those shows, and there was a lot of funny shit that happened in between those. So that's why I didn't want to cut anything. Sure. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't seem like it was too bad. Well, I know like Don, uh, Donald uh, Donald Rose Buck Dharma's uh, comment was like, you know, it would have been good if you could go into each song faster, but he, he said the stage was just yeah. it was too, just too small too small to do that. Everybody was crawling on top of each other. <laughs> I will say one thing about Katie's, um, when there was an upstairs and there was a downstairs and they were kind enough to let us use the downstairs for like storage and to change, it's sort of like a green room. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get there, in the corner of my eye, I said, is that a bird cage? <laughs> it was like a, it was a go-go cage, like in the corner. And for some reason I thought it went up to the stage, like, like it was like a lift, but it was just like an old go-go cage. So it either looked like... Like an old porn, you know, uh, like show that Say no went more, on there. old porn. <laughs> <laughs> or it looked like the penguin used it as like a hideout from Batman at some point because it was that like large style birdcage. Um, so before we left, me and Marie and Graziano took like the uh, funny, sexy photos in the uh, in the birdcage. It was pretty funny. <laughs> you you mentioned you know it was a really nice opportunity to get that band together. That's mm-hmm. that's a smoking band. I mean, yeah. there were. I, w- I want to just comment on the band that we had for that because Michelli is just like a fucking machine, man. I they were. I get. I, I suffer from getting overexcited at gigs, and I like will get. I'll like play on top of the beat, or I'll I'll count things off too fast. There were things like when we're doing the show. I'm like, oh my god, we're doing this so slow. Mm. And then I go back and listen. No, we're doing this at the exact right tempo. I'm right. like, how does how does John not get overexcited and just you know go off the cliff with me in terms of tempo? So I was very impressed by that and just played super tasteful all night long. You know, just exactly what we needed. Wrangled everybody together. It was great. Mm-hmm. Danny was a monster all night long. If you listen, especially even like from the get go from. Your love is lifting me higher. Um, the first song we did, uh-huh. he's playing some shit. Like my my dad came up to me during the break. He goes, "Danny's on fire." And I was like, "That's that's what it's like to play with him, man. He's always like that." And of course, I love playing with Andy Graziano. He just had you know did his homework, had all the parts nailed, played some really tasty things. You guys were brilliant. It it was a good night. I mean, it was very stressful getting up to that point, especially with. Um, the video stuff and like I was handling the the zooms because uh, we had those two zoom recorders going and Andy was handling the GoPros, uh, which if you notice from watching those videos, we lost one of them. Uh, we had uh, the Andy cam, we had the keyboard <laughs> cam go for like the first three songs and then it died, and so that's now Andy's poor Andy's in the dark for all the rest of those videos. I don't know why we didn't put it on on the keytar itself and get some <laughs> weird like <laughs> you know angles from the GoPro next time. Yeah. yeah, so that was it, and uh, maybe we'll do another one of those uh, in another fifty-two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I said that this was because these were our fifty-two episodes. Now, in true comics fashion, we should change all the characters. <laughs> with them. That's a DC Comics uh, reference. People get rid of our underwear. <laughs> that pisses me off. Still, <laughs> I still talk to Mick Gray about that. Yeah, former band geek guest, Mick Gray. <laughs> well, you know th- that you bring up a good point. That so, is a good idea. All right, from now on, everybody, it's, bang geek, it's Bang Geek with Jared Pressman. <laughs> bang Geek with Jared Pressman and your underwear on the outside. <laughs> what underwear? <laughs> Richie Castellano will now be playing the part of Anne-Marie. That's right. <laughs> Go up the stairs. Yeah, up and down the stairs, I'll make tea. Jeez. 
Um, okay, so I'm start dressing like a Jawa. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look at something here. I'm looking on the uh, podcasts app on iTunes, mm-hmm. and we did sort of a look back uh, episode 26. Yeah. So a quarter. Let's take a look yeah, we back. Did 25 episodes, so we were like, all right, let's. We, we did half a year. Let's take a look and see what's what. Let's take a look back from episode 27 on, uh, and maybe we can talk about. Well, offhand. Uh, I, I can tell you what the, where that split was. Uh, Rocco Monteroso was the first episode after the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then, I feel like we really sort of had things down. We threw out the things that don't work. We had we kind of knew how to do the show. Like, what of. piece of gear is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it is? When you do, um, when you do something new, uh, a new form of art that you're not or a new medium that you're not used to, the only thing you have to go on is imitation. So, you know, we were listening to a bunch of different shows. We were listening to the Riot Cast shows, as well as shows like Fat Man on Batman, The Nerdist, um, uh, Hollywood Babylon, um, and whatever political shows that Andy listens to. But uh, we were... (laughs) Serial. But um, we... So what we did is, like, you, you listen to that, and, and you listen to all these different influences, and you say, "Oh, I think I could, I can do this. I can do that." I can, and you try all of them, and you see which one feel, which ones feel genuine. Doing them, like the skits, like if you, like a show like Hollywood Babylon that does like you know segments, segment, segment, segment. That's good for that format, but for this format, it's sort of like forced. You know what I mean? Like we need to do more of a. Kind of yeah. like what the whole does. Like they have like points they get to, yeah. but they have free form conversation. What I really want to get to is the point that like Nick DiPaolo is at, where I can just talk to myself and I don't need anyone else. <laughs> but I'm not funny enough to do that. Um, and then what you find out too is that like you're like, oh, we want to be like this format and we'd like to be like this format, and then you realize, oh, we're our own format. Well, moving forward, one thing I would like to do is try to do more just like what we're doing now. Just talking, because even the most successful music podcasts are just talking. Yeah. Maybe they'll play some clips of things, you know? So I want to, just because the the workflow involved with doing what we do is sort of, it's just labor intensive on me, you know? Um, not a complaint, it just is what it is, and it's not as easy to churn out a talking podcast as it is one that's got to be fully produced when you're a staff of essentially three people. Right. You know, Um so I want so to experiment. Let's look back at our guest list. That yeah. You're saying. So can you do you know offhand like Andy offhand if you look at this list here like what was your favorite episode from the middle point on? Um, well, I wasn't on that one, and I wasn't on that one. <laughs> but I wasn't on that one. Oh. Uh, that one was fun. That one was okay. Uh, eh, eh. That was alright. This is Andy's review. That one's fine. Of season 1.5. That's always, that's always good. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, there we go. Uh, this is riveting. I wasn't on that one either, or that one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want. You were on all of those. Good good answer, Andy. Okay. I was on that one, but I didn't really say much. Uh, <laughs> I, listened, I listened to all of them. Do you um, know what I... Well, I thought the fan favorite for a while was the uh, Chipmunks one. Which is the one where we, like, was that the one where we fought the most on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell the story now. Go ahead. Um, no, we, we just, you and I had one of our, like, you know, we have it, like, every, like, two years. We just had one of our fights, which is, like, 
I'm no, I'm going home. I'm taking the football and I'm going home. <laughs> like it's it was just one of those because like I it uh I don't remember I just don't remember what exactly happened. But we like there was a point where we were like at each other's throats and then we had to sing the most jolliest Christmas song. I, I know I know what happened. I can tell you exactly what happened on that episode. This is behind the scenes. This is scandalous <laughs> shit right now. This is like uh I'm looking up. This the is episodes. gossip. I like this. No, I'll tell you what happened, motherfucker. This is what happened. We sang it. Right? Roll the bumper music for Inside Edition. Yeah. <laughs> we sang it. Like, These are our stories. Gung, gung. <laughs> Go on. We sang it, right? And and the process we used to do it is we had the whole song we played, we slowed it down half speed, and then we sang it over the half speed. And then in order for us to hear what it sounded like, I had to slide it back. I had to double it in time, then slide it back into our session, which is time-consuming. Right. So Jarrett sang a part, and he goes, Ooh, 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 I want to hear it, I want to hear it, I want to hear it. Ooh, I want to hear it, I want to hear it, I want to hear it. So then I go, okay. And I turn around and I start working at it. And then he's talking to me as I'm working on it, and he's, like, asking me questions, and I'm not paying attention to him because I'm do. He goes... If you're going to be a fucking dick, I'm going to go home then. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing the thing you just asked me to do. That's what happened. That is not you're the what bad happened. Guy. You're the bad guy. I am. That is not what happened You're a all. dick. I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I didn't do anything wrong. And that's what happened. That is the not end of the story. what happened. Go ahead. What happened? I was trying to... You... <laughs> you dislike Christmas. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you dislike Christmas. I'm not saying you hate it, but you dislike Christmas. Um, you dislike most holidays. <laughs> and I don't like you. <laughs> and uh, we, yes, I asked you to play it back once, and then I was trying to coax like crisp old Christmas stories out of you, and you had no interest in doing it. And your wife is the one that kept saying, "Play it back, play it back, play it back." That was not me. I know she and I have a similar figure, but <laughs> we're both short with big boobs. Like, I get it. You can confuse us, but... Nice. <laughs> um, but that, that... This is going to be a he said, she said conversation. That's uh, You're ending it there? Yes. Well, that was a big fan favorite, but for... There's the, three ways a story goes down. But for, for what, reasons... What Richie that, says happened, what I said would happen, and the truth, which is what I said would happen, <laughs> but faster. <laughs> but not as interesting. <laughs> um, so that was a fan favorite, but I don't think that was my favorite because we fought the whole time. <laughs> um, I really liked the Bobby Rondinelli episode uh, because of food drumming, uh, but my real favorite is when we did Death Alley Driver. So here we go, Death Alley Driver.
back. Richie segued into that, and he didn't tell me and Andy he was going to do it. Yeah. I just segued into it. We had we were gonna we had to sit here for two and a half minutes and listen to that song. <laughs> you didn't prepare us for that segue. Um, I you know that was all right. I wasn't in that episode, so <laughs> that wasn't such a good one. There's only a certain level of greatness that it could achieve without me. <laughs> wow, you were invited. I was. What happened? I wasn't. Why was I, there? I don't know. You had to like I don't know mow your lawn or something. Like my birthday or Mother's Day or something like that. No, Mother's oh, Day. That was the other th- yeah. episode that I wasn't a part of. <laughs> I'm very proud of the Geeks in Space episode because um, what was cool about that is we were playing Artemis a lot, and I just sent an email into the ether, <laughs> you know, hoping to reach the creator of the game, and he actually emailed me back and then called up and spoke to us. So I thought that was really fun. You mean you went to a www.gmail.com <laughs> and sent an electronic letter to somebody? I liked, um, I liked, let's see. Yeah, and we did that song in that episode. Faith of the Heart. Yeah. Do you want to play that song now? I don't know. We, we, that came out pretty good. Right. I like that song. Fine. My, Here's Faith of the Heart. The video is good, too. That's right, it is. <laughs> it's a pretty damn good video. All right, here's Faith of the Heart. It's been a long road You're getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near And I could feel the change in the wind right now Nothing's in my way And they're not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna hold me down Cause I've got faith All right. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Um, the next one that obviously I'm super proud of is uh, the What a Fool Believes one. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we I, play it or just, just, just no, pause no, cause we played and go it on watch like th- the video? We played it on like yeah. three different yeah, episodes just, already. No, pause. I think season two has to be free of Michael McDonald. Just pause. <laughs> just pause this and go to our YouTube channel and watch the video. I'm not going to call anyone out in, in particular, but Andy and I got a firm yelling at backstage at a Blue Oyster Cult concert <laughs> by a certain member of the band who I'm not going to name names. We were practicing. We were, we were practicing and he's doing the piano and I'm trying to do the voice and, the, and this certain person who I will not name or mention the name of, he or she said, <laughs> said, Enough already with the fucking Michael McDonald. Is this all? Is this all you do? We got we got yelled at. We did. Yeah, so we won't be playing that today. But yeah, just go to YouTube and watch the um, dueling. What's the name of that? Oh, just Band Geek. What a fool believes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Then another real uh, big thrill for me was having Bumblefoot on the show, uh, Ron Thal. 
you know, I've been he when I first started doing the show, I, I he's the guy that I was really going for, and having him on the show was a huge deal for me. We had a lot of laughs on that show. <laughs> yes, we did. It was hard to stay focused on that show, <laughs> but we. I feel like we're talking about we're talking like it's like a cast reunion. Like we did the show from 1991 to 1997. Well, what uh, song do you think we should? What like clip of what song should we play from that one? We did. We did right Aces there. High. We did More Than a Feeling. We did um, uh, uh, Detroit Rock City. Uh, all and, of me and the Beatles. <laughs> all of me, yeah. Um, since you're in a Kiss mood, uh, I am not in a Kiss mood. You are in a Kiss mood. You can do Detroit Rock City. I think. Fine. Here we go. Detroit Rock City with Bumblefoot. <laughs> for us was getting uh, Joe and Anthony Cumia on our show. We had our... Th- is that I, our... I, I missed that, too. Is that our big, highest rated show of all time? Uh, I could look, but I don't have access to it on my phone. But it's definitely up there, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool, and I think... Those songs came out great. Yeah. I, I kind of want to just do... I really want to play Hold the Line because Amory slayed that song, uh, that uh, that one, but I also want to play a clip of something with Anthony singing. So uh, sh- is, should we do Time of My Life or I, the Neil Diamond? Uh, I think Time of My Life. Time of My Life yeah, was, yeah. 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 Go for that. Okay. Here's Time of My Life. I've been waiting for so long Now I've finally found someone to stand by me Saw the writing on the wall As we felt this magical fantasy Now with passion in our eyes There's no way we could disguise it secretly So we take each other's hands Cause we seem to understand the urgency Just remember You're the one Ah! 
He did I, one. Uh, Muff, you have to do one now. I'm coming back. Uh, that was time of my life here on <laughs> WBRB. Uh, and um, coming up next, we got the few songs by uh, an artist. Wow. <laughs> um, the next guest we had, like the week after that, was something that I knew was going to be good, but I didn't know how good it was going to be. And that was my friends Al... Cardi and Randy Jenkins, who I used to play with in college, that one blew people away. I mean, they're just that good. Those guys, they're yeah. they're at the top of their craft, and you know, you know. Here, I'm just going to play that whole episode right now. <laughs> so, no, but there was. I mean, the episode's great, uh, but the stuff we recorded is great. You know what was a real surprise was that stupid. R&B song we did the Peebo Bryson song. That's the song oh, that I was, was going to That's the song I was going to tell you to play. Really? Yeah. Really? It's fun. All right. Yeah, you know, I was that week I was on a Peebo Bryson kick. <laughs> um like there are things that when you're in your car, you think you sound just like the record. Like, for example, Muff singing Michael McDonald. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to start this this argument again. But um, there's proof. There's a music video, and then there's Band Geek Live. <laughs> yeah, where you sang, where Pavarotti sang the Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> that was a song. Such a long <laughs> I said, what did I say? I said, I sound like Hank Hill. I don't know where <laughs> that voice came from during uh, 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 Ride Like the Wind. <laughs> and I got such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. <laughs> Bobby? No, Bobby? No, no. <laughs> I sell propane and propane accessories. Um, so <laughs> I meant the first song. What a fool believes. Okay, so do you you think we should play a little bit of that People Bryson song? Feel the fire for sure. sure. Okay, here we go. Why Feel not? the fire. All right, here's a little bit of Feel the Fire. Something that you told me stayed in my head all night long. You wanted me to love. <laughs> That's what you sound like. 
I don't know who that is. That's some um, cool cat R&B uh, <laughs> announcer guy. That where you just walk into the radio station and there's just a mist of cigarette smoke. <laughs> but nobody's smoking. <laughs> um, oh, another really cool guest we had was Eric. Yeah, and that was that was just a hang. That was a that was a pretty high rate episode too, actually. Yeah. And there was no music in that at all. Oh, you know what? We, no, we had the song at the end. Yeah, but like we didn't we didn't play anything new with him. Let me tell you, not to pat myself on the back, but by the end of the you know the last season, we we did pretty good. You know, we did we like I think it all started from that. Uh, from that What a Fool Believes thing. Like, after that, we were just on a fucking roll. Because we had Bumblefoot, we had Anthony Cumia, Joe Cumia, we had Alan Randy, Eric, then we had my Uncle Phil. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, people love that episode. He's got tons of stories. Um, I'll pl- all right, let's play a little bit of The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway yeah. from that one. Because people... fun. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's listen to that. Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Nighttime flies feel noticed is that people really like the prog rock stuff like maybe moving forward we should do more of that uh okay we need to <laughs> find some people to play that stuff. <laughs> well on, on um the the episode after that which was the tribute to chris squire um that's right that wasn't too tough for us because me you and andy graziano did nothing but play prog rock in high school yeah. and college so that wasn't such a stretch for us but maybe we should do some stuff or some more ambitious stuff like like you know okay we're gonna play close to the edge today <laughs> or supper's ready or something crazy or like, like that and maybe like break it down and like kind of go through it well, we're gonna have to break it down <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we can play that all the way through okay so we're gonna talk about the first 16 bars of close to the edge today <laughs> And now let's talk. Next week we're gonna do the next sixteen bars. No, I, we could go in depth to the songs a little bit, maybe. That's a good idea. You can do one prog rock song, and you'll have fifty-two more episodes. <laughs> you know, people people send me ideas for episodes all the time. Um, it's just that a lot of the ideas are super duper obscure. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like it. It's just like like people send me something like I've never heard. I'm a musician. I've never heard of this artist of this song. I don't know if people are going to get it. You know what I mean? So I I try to, even though like we did prog rock, I mean, Genesis is a pretty big band, and Yes is a pretty big band. So even though it's stuff, shirt right now. even though it's stuff that I like, I try to keep it sort of on the accessible level. You know? Does that make sense? <laughs> what was that? What was that? You just look? caught me like smelling my fingers. Oh. My fingers smell funny. I put, new st- <laughs> I put new strings on my bass, and I was playing for a while. On your bass? 
So I wonder if that's the smell that I'm smelling. That's not why they smell funny. Um, speaking of the Chris Squire tribute, here's a little bit of Starship Trooper from that episode. that we had a really cool one with brandon etheridge that uh, that was actually i think one of my favorite episodes because of just all the 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 way he technically broke down stuff that we've listened to for years that mm-hmm. we were not aware of like my dad my dad enjoyed that episode really i also think that's the first episode my dad actually listened to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man andy's on fire okay andy's the host of band geek you see it too it's you have the floor andy this is the best chicken salad I've ever had. <laughs> of course, this is the first time I've ever eaten chicken salad. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Brandon has the potential to become a he a, should come back a repeat band geek and maybe become part of our uh, house band for a few episodes. Yeah, um, he if doesn't he have, would a, have us. He doesn't. He doesn't have a car though, so so one of us will have to pick him up and the other one will have to drive him home. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. And obviously, the one I want to play from that episode is "Don't Stop Me Now." Yeah, that's such a good song. Because I'm having a good time, having a good time. A shooting star leaping through the skies like a tiger, defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car passing by like Lady Godiva. I'm gonna go, go, go. There's no stopping me. I'm burning through the sky. Yeah, 200 degrees, it's why they call me Mr. Such a good time, I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. If you wanna have a good time, just give me a call. Don't stop me Cause now. I'm having a good time. Don't stop me Cause now. I'm having a good time. I don't wanna stop it all. I'm a rocket ship on my way to Mars. On a collision course, I am a satellite. Man, I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do on this episode. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
Uh, and then, obviously, we had the live one, which is the finale, the three-part live one. I'm not going to play any songs from that because uh, I've had enough of those. it just happened. <laughs> it just happened. But also, you Burnt know, out. Um, talking, g- getting back to that, because we've talked about, you know, the production of it, uh, the post-production of it was, you know, mixing the songs and then going and doing all the videos. So it, it, was, it was just a long process. Again, not a complaint. I was happy to do it. It, it was really cool sitting there. Um, you know, with the video, watching like, wow, that's my dad on stage with Joe Cumia and you know, two Eric. people that would never play together, right? And like John Michelli on drums, like that's such, like such weird combinations of people, but they're all because they're all good musicians and everything sounds good, you know. Or having like my dad trade solos with, you know, basically it's all about my dad. I just want my dad <laughs> to be playing. No, no, um, it's you know having my dad trade solos with Buck. On Sea Cruise of all songs, yeah, that came out great. That that might have been my favorite song of the night. Sea Cruise, that was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I, I I thought was pretty intense for me personally was uh, me and uh, Buck trading solos in uh, at the end in uh, twenty five or six to four. Oh yeah, <laughs> with with my keytar. <laughs> that was pretty intense. Does anyone have footage of the audience? From that, because all of our GoPros were pointing at uh, the stage. Rob might. Rob Sprance. But he might. was on stage with us. Oh, maybe you mean between 25 or 6 to 4? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe his wife was... Yeah, and she could have been taping him. I gotta find out, because I I was thinking of skipping doing the video editing on that third set. You know, because it's mostly like a jam. Right. Um, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Rob uh, Rob told me a story uh, that he said um, he couldn't believe that like he was on stage playing a kazoo <laughs> with you know Buck and Eric you know like uh, you know like uh, pretty much on stage and um, he said that uh, you know um, uh, Buck came up to him after the show and he was like oh hey man I, I really dig your your podcast and. Uh, uh, he was like, "Oh, thanks." And then he said he went over to you, and he was like, "Oh, Buck told me a little. He liked the show. I'm sure he was just, you know, like, you know, just be, you know, bullshit and saying like, you know, a nice compliment." And he said that you were like, "No, no, no. He he's listened to your show. He he does like it, and he he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it." Yeah. Um. So now that we've finished the recap of our first season, anything you want to do differently or talk try? about the future? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I think Jared just spit some sort of liquid through his nose. Oh God! You caught me. Well, let, let me ask something. I have. I mean, we all have ideas of things we want to do. Should we discuss them In here? In the or future. Should, or, <laughs> should we discuss them here, or should we, or should we save them for like making them a surprise? I, I, I like. I think the best part about this show is that we honestly we don't plan too far ahead <laughs> oh now you like that i never said you're talking to the wrong person dude you're talking to exactly. captain whatever you want <laughs> did, you, did you just do the danny miranda lower your glasses at andy andy almost spilled coffee on the floor of my, my studio cup is empty richie tell, tell us your your wonderful love of coffee i fucking hate coffee <laughs> i hate the smell of coffee i hate when i hate when people you know, get the ring around the cup and the coffee, and then you like go sit in something. Then your ass smells like coffee all day. Oh yeah, and you can't just wash your hands and it's gone. You smell like coffee the whole day. It's by just way, disgusting. By the way, what? We just we, we we if we're gonna record a song, you just named it. Coffee in bed. Yep. 
Shit. Let's do it. No, I'm not doing it. It's solo's too hard. I'd like to share a story that happened just recently where we just, Andy and I just came over to Richie's house. Uh, and Richie is very hospitable and said, you know, help yourself to a, a drink or something. And Andy goes, can I make some coffee? And Richie goes, <laughs> yes. But I have no idea where the coffee is in my house or how to make it or how that machine works. <laughs> It's true. I, I don't make coffee. I hate coffee. So I went to the store and got coffee. Very good. It's a, it's a riveting story. Um, so so you're of the opinion that we shouldn't talk about ideas right now? No. I, I, I think that every guest that we have on the show... Oh, obviously. We kind of, like, do something just a little bit different. And, and When we have a guest on Band Geek shows, what we do is we let the guests sort of pick what songs we're going to do, unless they're all ridiculous. Um, now I know we're planning on having Rob and Chris from the Hole on. Yeah. So we're gonna have to censor those censor those guys with what songs they're picking. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but yeah, usually the the guests pick. Um, but I'm talking about like stuff we do just for us. You I'm know, like- gonna I am gonna forewarn our guests now that in the next two years there are gonna be a lot of discussions about nerd stuff. We're gonna be a little bit more geekier than band on oh, a lot of stuff. I got we got to get into that today, but I want to talk about some other things first. But remind me, we're gonna get into that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so be prepared. Be prepared. Well, the one I'll talk about instead of talking about specific ideas, uh, the one request I've gotten over and over and over again is to have more of Anne Marie singing and less of me singing. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I'm fine and with an that. an equal amount of me singing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm totally fine with that. I'm not uh, an egomaniac, uh, egomaniac about singing songs. I'm an egomaniac maniac about other things. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if more Anne Marie, that's fine. Uh, except, you know, now that she's not here to defend herself, I'll, I'll talk about her. Um, and my friends can vouch for me. I say, Amory, what song would you like to sing? Oh, I don't know. You pick. And I say, how about this song? Why do you pick songs like this? <laughs> I'm told that that's called marriage, <laughs> this concept. But uh, every every song I pick is is bad. I pick, you know, I don't have any idea what her voice sounds like. Uh, but while I'm on that subject, Anne Marie has entered a jazz vocal competition. And if Band Geek fans want to do us a huge favor, go over to the Sarah Vaughn Vocal Jazz Competition and vote for Anne Marie's videos. She has three videos up there. It's at indabamusic.com. It's also on your face, like you yeah. Facebooked it, I Facebooked it. It's on. I tweeted it and stuff too. So if you need to locate it that way, yeah. Amory basically sings all this goofy shit because we make her, but her real thing is singing jazz, and she's awesome at it. And you'll you'll get to hear that. Um, yeah. So I hope hopefully you know she does well in this competition. I we, I've known about this competition for years, but we've never entered it. And then this year I was like, why, why haven't you entered this yet? This is stupid. You just so, said we, we've never entered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause who do you think is recording these videos? Andy <laughs> and Brandy. That's right. We miss Brandy today. Yeah. Now where's Brandy? She's in Vegas. Ooh, what you doing in Vegas? Partying. Finding a new husband. Is she by herself? No, she's with her cousin. Ah, well, the, um, and then we're going to see her in two days. That's right. Andy is playing bass with Blue Oyster Cult this weekend. Uh, he's filling in for Kasim, who I believe has gigs with Todd Rundgren. Something like that. He's playing with a symphony, he said. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some orchestra or something. So, yeah, Andy's going to be filling in on bass, which I always love playing with Andy. And Andy also yeah. built a bass just for this gig. I did. And, and he's going to destroy it as soon as the gig's <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> One time use. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, talk about your bass really quick. Uh, I built That's a... enough. Um, so we... No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm going to slow clap. For fun. No, no, it's, I like your bass. I don't, don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Continue. He built a, he built a really cool uh, a... P bass out of parts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a round sound to it, right? I, put, I built... <laughs> I uh, put together... Uh, my version of like a 70s p bass it does look that way and it great yeah. great feeling bass yeah so uh, i'm gonna bring it out this weekend and uh we'll do a recap of how it did yeah that's, that's right if it played any wrong notes or it, if it unless, acted up unless it was bad then, <laughs> then you will hear nothing about it if it was great we'll have a triumphant uh, post show podcast so um so that's one, you know, the one thing I heard from a lot of people is, aside from you should do a show on this obscure band that no one's ever heard of, um, it's more Anne Marie. And believe me, we're working on it. We we've just been kicking around some ideas. Also, I want the triumphant return of Phil on the podcast. Mm. Um, triumphant, the right word? No, <laughs> it's definitely How about just the return of Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Phil was supposed to be uh, be here today, but I think you know he had to get a hamburger or something. <laughs> For somebody who's dieting a lot, he's always surrounded by food. Well, you know, Phil. I think Phil. <laughs> it would be an interesting thing to have him on the show now because um, what's happened in BOC in our organization, Andy has become our our monitor engineer for the most part, and has handed over a lot of the the uh, stage teching responsibilities to phil is that accurate yeah um and and by the way our monitors sound phenomenal <laughs> they sound awesome i i sound i feel like i'm listening to like a chris lord algae mix in my ears except except that andy knows he can screw with me all night long in like if I have like if I have if I'm holding out like a like a pad on the keyboards, Andy will rapidly pan it left and right just to make me dizzy. You know what I mean? And and and, and I look over to the side of the stage and he's like giving me like a shit eating grin, like <laughs> and I see him like yeah. So or or, or something some oh yeah. I'm doing or, like a manual <clears throat> Leslie effect left and back and forth. Yeah, or the cowbell. Sometimes, you know, I guess you can't get enough cowbell and it'll crank it in my ears so I can hear it. Or, or 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 he'll give me extra hi hat or just like little random things just to fuck with me as soon as my mix is nice. <laughs> <clears throat> but I, I never do. I I I get the reaction from you and then I stop. Yeah, but if if I don't give you the reaction right away, you will keep doing this annoying thing until I turn around and look at you. You see what I did? You see what I'm doing? You see how much this instrument is different now? <laughs> Well, you know what the thing is? I think if if he did that to other people, they wouldn't notice. But like, like I'm so you know, like as soon as he does one thing, I'm like, oh, he's fucking with me, and he's fucking with me right now. Do you know what? I'm not the one that invented that with with Blue Oyster Cult, and I think this is a perfect opportunity to tell the best story ever. Go ahead. Well, now you're hyping it up. The best story ever is let's go back to bass player. Legendary bass player extraordinaire Rudy Sarzo. Okay. Rudy Sarzo was with Blue Oyster Cult for four years, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Four years. And Rudy Sarzo is an amazing guy, and he has a very warped sense of uh, humor. (laughs) 
And Rudy's... <laughs> I'm blowing up Rudy's spot right You now. really are. I am. One of Rudy's favorite Rudy will thing, never be on the show now. <laughs> one of Rudy's favorite things was this app on his phone. And it was a soundboard. And it was a fart app. So we'd be sitting in a van. And all of a sudden, you hear... No, no, you're telling this wrong. Okay, you go. I'll tell it. I'll tell you. I'm just gonna insert one little point here. Um, we were doing a gig somewhere driving distance, and I had to pick up Rudy from JFK. Uh, so I picked him up in my car, and Amory was coming with me because it was like a drive. Like we were in like Pennsylvania or something like that. Sure. Um, or Connecticut. I don't remember. And Rudy sits in my car, and he's like, "Oh, hi, Richie. Hi, Amory." And he's sitting there. He takes his phone out, and this is what I hear. he's a grown man right he's sitting there he's toured with ozzy yeah 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 making fart noises and giggling to himself that's amazing yeah but the thing is it wasn't just like a two minute thing he did this for like an hour he was he was just totally you know amazed by this <laughs> fart app um but th- there's so many uh, fast, th- fast that forward. grew legs that app grew legs yeah so fast forward to the whole band is in a shuttle, shuttle I, I, I wasn't gonna tell the story but go, <laughs> go ahead for it, go for it go for it no why it's great it's hilarious finish telling the story andy you already started i wasn't even there Richard oh there no, I was the the story popped into my head. I was like, "This is not good for the podcast." Then Andy Red jumped right into it. Everything is good for the podcast. Now everybody <laughs> listening is going, "Say it, say it." Okay, we were in, I believe, New Mexico, <laughs> and we there's a New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we um we had a rare travel day on the road, uh, which is a day between gigs, and usually when we 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 had a travel day, or we used to do this. Um, we would all get together and have a band dinner. It was like really nice, um, you know, band and crew. So, were you here for this, Andy? This is before your time. Oh, this is Andrew and Aaron. Yeah, this is Andrew and Aaron. Um, so, we had a crew dinner, and we uh, we had no vehicles. So we like took the hotel shuttle driver aside. We said, hey, you know. We'll give you $20. Just take us into town. We need to go to a restaurant. And the guy was like, yeah, sure. So he takes us to the restaurant. We have a nice dinner. And then we call him up for a pickup. So the guy's like, normally it would be no problem, but I have to make a pickup from the airport, and I'll get in trouble if I don't pick up this guy. And I'm like, no problem, but can you like pick us up first and then just grab this guy on the way back? And he's like, yeah, sure. So because there's eight of us, we're in the back of this like sprinter van, mm-hmm. um, and they go to the airport to pick up this businessman with a suit and a briefcase. <laughs> and he sits in the front. Now it's dark out. It's pitch black in the van. The guy doesn't know how many people are behind him. And he sits in the front and and we're just all quiet. Now, at this point, we all have the app on our phones. Because Rudy... Rudy <laughs> it's become like running gay. Are you pouring Mountain Dew into your coffee cup? There's no coffee in there. Describe the eye! <laughs> There's no coffee Shame. In there. Ding. <laughs> Shame. So he uh no coffee. So. Hold on. Sorry. Is that your iPad ringing? Yeah, it is. 
Hey, honey. We're do we're recording our podcast right now. It's okay. I'll see you when you get home. Bye. Okay. So, back to the story. So, we're sitting there in silence and, you know, thinking, okay, this is really nice, this guy to pick us up. So, I believe it was me who took my phone out and in pitch black, pitch silence, and I go... <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear snickering from the back. Now, understand something. These are 60-year-olds, <laughs> you, know, you know, like the age range of the band is like, at that point, like... 28 to like 68 you know what i mean <laughs> or whatever it is and um richie's the 68 year old yeah. so <laughs> I, I just play it and, and all of a sudden we hear giggling like like and they're laughing and the guy maybe in the front didn't hear it you know what i mean because he no reaction at all no like oh come on or no like you know nothing didn't flinch so then <laughs> I see the the screen lights go on in the back of the thing, <laughs> and I start hearing from way in the back, and then, and then all of a sudden it sounds like um, the intro to silly love songs, but with <laughs> but with all farts or, or Allentown, whatever. <laughs> and, and the the way that you said that the phone. <laughs> The way that you described all the phones lighting up, it it it's like I just picture in my head like Attack of the Clones, where you see like in the arena like one lightsaber open, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, oh oh oh, there's more, there's more, there's, yeah. The whole place is filled with before, Jedi. Before you do it, there was a surround sound barrage of fart apps, and and us just giggling to each other, and the guy in the front saying nothing. Right, he had to hear it at that point because there's there's eight of us all doing it. So and he just probably got off a long flight. Yeah, this <laughs> poor <laughs> bastard just got off a long flight to deal with us and go to Pennsylvania for business. <laughs> um, the Pennsylvania, Hilton. it was New Mexico. New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. So we're so he gets out of the car first, and we all sit there. And as minute he gets out, we just bust out laughing because we couldn't laugh while we're doing it. <laughs> Everybody's trying to hold. When you can't laugh, it makes something infinitely funnier. <laughs> right, right. So it was just like you know we were just going. <laughs> <laughs> it's the my parents are sleeping <laughs> and then we just and we were screaming laughing at each other the whole time that was one of the funniest things that had happened on the road you know what else that rem- the story that reminds me of is um this is taking it way back and you were there for this story Andy um we were in high school and <clears throat> we were part of a classical guitar ensemble uh and our teacher would take us on these field trips to conservatories to perform so we would perform. <laughs> I know, I know where it's going. We would perform, and we and it was great to play. But we also got exposed to things. So we'd sit in these like you know college uh, recital like halls, seminars, and, and seminars, or we'd see like these amazing world, world classical music. guitarists play, or like a like authentic baroque um, chamber group with like you know. Uh, Wind instruments right. and lutes Japan, and stuff. Japanese flutes. Yeah, yeah, like really involved. far out stuff for a bunch of um, high school students to be seeing. Like a really nice uh, culture, you know. Like we got a lot of culture doing that. Um, but the most far out something ever got. What was that? Patterson. Yeah. So we're in Patterson at one of like the lecture halls, and we're watching. 
Oh, the warm-up for this act is we had to go watch this classical guitar ensemble. This classical guitar uh, seminar about practice. And there's this woman that comes out um, who looks very sort of drab, you know what I mean? And is talking like this. Practice methods are very important. <laughs> what you got to do is eliminate all distractions before you practice. I recommend thinking about death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what you said. Really? Right, yes, yes. Oh my God. So we're all like, so now, like, we're all, now understand something. We're 15, 16, 17, and 18. That's the group, right? right? So we're like, oh, we're, we're sitting there trying to behave, and we all look at each other like, what the fuck did this woman <laughs> just say? Think about death and horrible things, and it'll clear your mind of distractions, and then you'll be able to practice with no distraction. I'm like, is this from fucking real? I'm able to practice with no distraction since my husband left me. <laughs> oh my god! So it's been a broader picture. It was oh yeah, big strokes. You know, black turtleneck, frumpy, uh, uh, gray, black hair, unkempt. I'm, you know, I'm, look like the Reaper. You know, I'm, 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 you know, oh, that's I'm how this all picture. She thinks about that's death. how this all ties she together. About death she all was the, the fucking Reaper. So. So that was that was the first act. Flowers always die when I walk past. I now don't understand the second it. act, and you know what? If that person, by any weird coincidence, is listening, the person I'm about to talk about, you fucking deserve this. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I do not apologize. You deserve this, and and you can email me at uh, um, Richie at RichieCastleNow.com and t- and tell me how much of an asshole I am. But if you do. Accompany that email with a video of this performance because I need to show our, our fans. I've, you know how many times I've Googled what I'm about to, to uh, describe? Oh, I know, I know. Holy shit. But, okay. So, but now, as a professional musician... No, it's still making, ridiculous. Making a living, you've now... Pro, you know, yes... I, you know it's the ridiculous. suspense is killing me. You what know, happened? You know it's ridiculous. I walked into now. McDonald's to make a music video, and this is more ridiculous than that. Right. <laughs> okay, so this guy comes out. And he's doing like this sort. Can you give me the uh, guitar, the classical guitar? Oh yes. Um, he's doing he's doing like avant-garde, um, you know, pieces. So Mo- modern. Modern. So it sounds like this. So he's he's playing like how I sound when I play guitar. Yes, yes, but <laughs> and it's art. It's high. It's high oh, art. I see. You know, we're used to you know. Um, uh, can you play? It? You know, stuff like that. You know, we're used to classical, re- classical, baroque, renaissance, all that stuff. That's what we're playing. Abstract, modern yeah. art, is and the occasion. But now we, play "Coming of Bathsheba." <laughs> Oh, up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, something nice. like that, right? Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> Takes you back. Yeah. So anyway, to draw the story out longer, <laughs> I um. So he's doing that, and we're all we we know that even though it sounds like bullshit to us, it's it's modern composition. You can't. Judge it by that. It's just, you know, it's a whole other ballpark than what we do. Fine. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, but you sit there, you're respectful, you clap when it's done, whatever. Mm -hmm. So he has this beautiful classical guitar he's playing. He takes it, takes it off, 
puts it on the stand and picks up a $200 Yamaha. And then he goes, this next piece will be guitar and dance. No. He says, first, I need to go change. My I don't remember that. Yes. He says, uh, I need to go change my clothes for this next piece. <laughs> yeah. And he left. For like for like three minutes. Really? Yes. I forgot that part. So that was, and, um, and we're all just like, "What is going? What do you mean he's changing his clothes? I I never knew you had to change do a costume change to play a certain song." Wait now, yes. pa- paint a picture for me. Are you like I know the, the guitar ensemble was maybe like ten, twelve kids and yeah. and the teacher. Um, were you guys like? Were you in a theater with like other no, people? No, it was, a, it, was, was a, like a, it was like a lecture hall. It was like a okay, you know, like a small kind of like stadium seating. Yeah, like a small co- a coll- it like a college big, lecture yeah. hall. Okay, sure. Yeah, maybe maybe could fit a hundred people. people most. It was, it was basically it was like a guitar weekend. So mm-hmm. there was a bunch of different artists and groups and stuff kind of involved with seminars and performances yeah, and yeah. all this. I didn't know if it was like more of like a workshop scenario where you're so, like in a classroom or something with them. But it's, okay, so it's, kind of, it's like the 15 of us, um, our teacher, Lou Manorino, and like a bunch of other academic types watching this, like right. may, maybe another dozen people, yeah, right? That's yeah. about it. So he comes back with his, uh, what kind of outfit was it? Like a frilly sort of... Like it was like a... Like a Loose kind of yoga looking. It's stuff. something that know. people on the Enterprise wear <laughs> when they're between shifts, <laughs> right? Exactly. Was <laughs> he dressed like Guinan? Is it that was what probably it was? Gray, <laughs> gray or black. So, you know, I guess either he says it or maybe the program says it. It was so long ago. This next uh, performance will be guitar and dance. So what I'm expecting is him to do his. <laughs> and then a woman doing ballet next to him, right? Because we've seen that before. Yes, I love this. So oh, he's I, now he sits on this chair. I remember seeing like yeah, we we had uh, we went to some other thing that it was some guy doing like a Japanese flute, and then there was this woman like doing like Japanese like yeah stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, we definitely yeah. Seen she that. was doing seppuku while the guy was playing flute. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So anyway, the uh, that was a Jarrett joke if I ever heard one. Google it, people. Uh, <laughs> JFGI. So. Um, so he sits down on this roll on this uh, chair, stool. an it's office like a, like, it's a, like a stool, a stool that high, spins, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the, so now he's sitting there and he's doing this. He's trying to get the position right on the stool, and he's doing this for about a minute, right? Normally, you just sit down, you adjust, and you go, you play, uh, you know. He's like balancing like a like a flamingo. He's yeah, trying yeah. To make sure he's everything's he's, okay. He's doing this. And, he's and, like, and, and and he put down his nice guitar. And he's got a shitty guitar now, a two hundred dollar whatever cheapo. Sears. Yeah. So he gets finally after like a minute of adjusting himself, he gets his position and he nods to the dancer, and she proceeds to climb on him <laughs> and sit on his head, right. <laughs> He takes his guitar, he starts doing this. Which I'm just hitting the first two strings open, people. I think, right? I think, I think it, was, it, was, it was... Right? And she's dancing on him and climbing on his head. Basically what costs you $20 down at Curves, <laughs> he's d- doing for us, right? I'm not uh, familiar with that establishment, Richard. What is that? What is that's that? That's the place where ladies go to work out. Curves. Oh, oh got it. I've been. <laughs> I should really stop putting money in their bra straps. <laughs> yeah, they, they frown upon. That. They frown upon that. <laughs> so he's doing this, right? And this woman's climbing all over him, and he's trying to keep a straight posture. Then 
he starts fucking spinning on this chair. <laughs> while doing this. Spinning so, stool. so he's giving us the Doppler effect, right? <laughs> while he's spinning on the stool, and the woman's climbing all up on, up on him, and he's playing two fucking notes. She's and, doing yoga on and, him. And so while he's doing that, he starts moving the guitar around. Like, like you know, doing like, you know... Like he's like he's paddling a boat. Like he's paddling a boat with a guitar. It looks like you're rowing a boat with your guitar. So, now I can only tell you this from my experience, right? <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, this is some like weird artsy fartsy shit that is just above my head. I don't understand it. I don't get it. So I'm like, I wonder what everyone else thinks about this. <laughs> so I look next to me and I see my friend Matt Lindauer, who is. A brilliant turned into a brilliant adult, but at the time he was a rather awkward fifteen-year-old uh, kid with braces. Um, and because he had the braces, it, I guess it was hard for him to keep his mouth closed. So I, t- I look at him and I see. <laughs> like sort of like the Beavis, he's doing the Beavis. And you know once I mean? again, the story now has turned to connecting is when you're not supposed to, when you're not allowed to laugh. Everybody's quiet. He's going, <laughs> and then I look around, and the rest of the guitar ensemble is going. <laughs> you were the first one to do it. What? The first one to do it was our teacher. Was our teacher. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> So our teacher, no. So I'm thinking. Yeah, look, let me tell the story. So I'm thinking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at my friend Matt. It's like, oh shit, he's laughing. Fuck, don't look at him. He's. Are you, I'm gonna laugh. I can't laugh. I'm looking at my other friends. Oh shit, they're all giggling. They're covering their mouths. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna look at my teacher. He's responsible. He's the adult here. I'll get strength from him. Because I'm thinking like I'm gonna look at him and he's gonna be giving everybody the eye. You know what I mean? Like, don't you laugh? He's going. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and so I'm looking at him. I'm going. I'm sort of going because I'm like because now everybody else is laughing. It's contagious. And then the best fucking thing is while we're laughing, I'm looking at the academics that were also there in the audience. They were fucking pissed at us. They were looking at us like this is what happens when you bring children to <laughs> to you know a house a of learned musicologists. Yeah. Oh my god. So that's that story. <laughs> Was it worth it, Jared? <laughs> they kind of flattened out at the end. Okay. <laughs> well, the whole. Yeah, All right, wait. Not supposed to laugh. No, Andy, climb on Richie's shoulder. <laughs> well, he demonstrated. <laughs> I, I happen used... to have these two blades of ste- uh, uh, blades of glory outfits for you. <laughs> now to bring it all back. Oh. <laughs> Because the story does have an ending. <laughs> We've gone on three tangents. Who gives a shit? So the, 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 the finale of this entire tangent is is that the Fardaf, going <laughs> back to the Fardaf, is where we started. The culmination of all this was that there was a gig. and Oh, right. We had a point. We had a point uh, to this, go, though. Go on. So on stage... Uh, Going back to me mixing monitors and doing little musical jokes in Richie's in-ears that only he could hear. Wait a minute, did you just pour coffee in your Mountain Dew? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you tell the story, asshole. Go on. So, the little joke that I, I do, I, I do stuff in Richie's in-ears, so, and he looks, he's like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're at a, we're doing a show, and at this time, the, the fart app was, was the height of... It's Rudy's Rudy. last show. That's right. The height of blue oyster cult comedy. So we started doing it during meet and greets. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, <laughs> so do it. And, and in elevators. <laughs> we do it in elevators. Like I, I, You guys were like, you're like junkies. Yeah, like, we couldn't like, get enough like, of it. You couldn't get enough of it. We're like, all right, oh, meet and greet. Oh, let's take a picture with the band. Eric's like, all right, one, two. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's not loud enough. Bring a PA system in here. Yeah. Pull my phone up to it. But... I, I did it once, like we we're in like down south somewhere, and we get into like we get into the elevator with like some cowboy looking dude, and we're in the elevator. And it's dead silence. And I reach to my pocket and I just go, and the guy goes, "That's just nasty." <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. So we're at this gig, and uh, at. At the end, uh, right before Reaper, Don does his little like solo guitar thing, and everyone's like clapping along and everything. <laughs> so we plug in my phone into the into the monitor console, and we start and and we put we put it in the monitor. So so first I think I put it in Don's ears, and Don turns, and Buck turns around and he's laughing, and then we put it in the monitor by your monitor. And we put it in as far, I'm gonna, so Rudy could hear yeah, it. I, as, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. As far as bosses go, because there could be a lot of egomaniacs in bands, Buck is awesome. Because if something's <laughs> funny, it's allowed. Right, as, right. as long as it's funny. If it's not funny, don't bother. But right. if it's funny, he'll go with right, it. Right, right. He'll so, go with it, definitely. Yeah. So, then, so then we put it in the monitor. And we, and we start a little, little fart. In stage, on the stage while, Donald, while Buck's playing. And then you say... You have to make it louder. It needs to be louder. So we keep on making it louder and louder. So and Rudy's right next to my monitor, my keyboard wedge. And they have... And we're trying to get the reaction from The most thunderous sub-pumping farts coming out of it right now. <laughs> and Rudy can't hear it. And finally, they pump it so loud, they blow the fucking speaker up with a fart sound. That's amazing. A fart sound. A fart sound. And he said, I don't think he heard it. I don't think he did. But it was it was hilarious. Okay, I promise you that when Ru- Rudy is eventually on this program, <laughs> we will put farts in his microphone, the headphones, the whole time. Oh no! I'd like to welcome our guest, Rudy Sarzo. You guys are gonna clap. You're gonna forget, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna have the app. Fine. And I want to see his reaction. Fine. 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 Do it then. So uh, when you go see a concert and and the band is like laughing, you never know what could be <laughs> happening on stage. <laughs> Unbelievable. That fart app. I remember I, I remember being just you would come home every weekend with a new fart story. <laughs> which Farts are different are from your usual actual fart stories. You know, to quote Jim Florentine, farts are funny. They never stop being funny. <laughs> I don't care how old you are, farts are funny. <laughs> I was getting my hair cut like a couple weeks ago and I had my head like bent over the sink and they were like rinsing my hair and oh. they no, they went to put the shampoo. Like in my hair, and and the bottle farted, and you just heard me go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I gotta see if I can borrow um, a clip from Rob Sprance uh, of something he did on his show. Uh, maybe maybe he'll let me plagiarize this. So, yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on getting that from him, and maybe I'll put this on here. Anyway, uh, if not, <laughs> if not, here's an alternate ending. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go out on a high note uh, with that awesome story that Andy told. Thank you for sharing, Andy. Thank you, and thank you for listening to Band Geek and our look back at uh, season one, year one, fifty-two episodes, fifty-two episodes of nonstop rocking. I hope you enjoyed this, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.